This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 53 of Tales of Tamriel. I'm Agelos, your host. That's right. Sadly, Thais has been knocked out by the Nahatan flu yet again. She's over there on her chair, kind of half dead to the world. Hi, Thais. Hi. Yeah. I don't know if anyone heard that, but it doesn't sound very good. So she's all sick and laying down over there. But she'll be back next week, hopefully. As long as she gets over the flu, I don't know. We did read that one book about the Nahatan flu at one point, and it didn't really give us an idea of how long people actually, you know, until they got better. Oh, wait, they didn't. They all died. <laughs> well, hopefully that does not happen. And also... Well, we got another guy joining us. He's my hero. That's right. That's a Steldon. Steldon, he's running the stream. How are you today, good sir? Uh, I'm doing great, thanks. A Steldon. All right, got it. She's, even while being sick, she corrects me. It's great. I love it. Um, th you know, thank you so much for running the stream kind of short notice on us. Uh, for those who didn't know, the whole idea was that I was actually going to just drive down to work and... and uh, and stream going forward for all of our future episodes um which is still the plan however last night um we went out for valentine's day and snow got really bad up here to the point where we actually crashed our car into a uh snowbank on the other side we had complete whiteout conditions it was it was really really oh it took us five hours to get home when it should have been like 35 minutes. So um, everyone's okay. That's all good. Um, but we did kind of couldn't really see much. So we were trying to navigate with giant wind gusts and snow and everything. We couldn't see anything. We actually ran into a, uh, a ditch. Um, we did pull my car out um, and parked it in a church parking lot that we knew. And then uh, my father, who has a four-wheel drive, picked us up and brought us home. But I had to go back and get it today. That's why we're kind of starting a little late. Um, and because because of that, I decided I'm not leaving. There's still snow on the road. It's a mess. So we're not even going to do that. All right. Well, um, I actually want to say one other thing before we actually really get into the show. And Esteldian, you can, you can maybe back me up on this. Maybe not. I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with it. But we'll go from there. Um, we actually had a few messages from various people about our last episode. Um, 
and a couple people were offended by our console discussions that we had last week, uh, which, honestly, I was sort of expecting that. It happens. Um, console people are fiercely def- are defensive about their consoles. Um, and, and, and rightly so. PCs are the same way. But I did want to go off and say, first off, I, I want to say we're not talking about skill of a gamer um, it's not determined by the equipment they use, so don't take anything personally. If you did, I'm sorry, but everything that we were kind of saying yesterday was kind of tongue-in, or not yesterday, but last week, we kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of, so don't worry about it. We weren't trying to offend anybody in particular. Um, but with that being said, I did say I was going to explain some of the comments that I was making and reasons why I was making them. Main problem that we see with consoles and ESO in general is consoles, they are not on par with a PC. No matter what you want to believe, even the newest generation of console is quote-unquote little air quotes better, but you know, let's look back a little bit in some history. How long was it between the release of the Xbox 360 and Xbox One? If you didn't know, it was actually eight years. The Xbox 360 was released on November 22nd of 2005. The Xbox One was released November 22nd, 2013. Eight years. Eight years. Now, I was doing all this little research because I want a little bit of information here. Uh, do you know how many GPUs that even NVIDIA, there's other video card companies, but I just picked GPUs here, that released in eight years of time? There was a lot of them a lot and here's a here's an example of the power change in 2005 nvidia released its geforce 6 series um i actually went back and picked the most expensive card that they had in that line which was the geforce 6800 which had 256 bit memory interface 512 megabytes of memory 35.2 gigabits a second memory bandwidth um and that that's about all it had all right now, it might seem like a little bit of gibberish to anyone who doesn't really follow graphics cards closely, um, but I just want you to look at the numbers. Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit to 2013 and look at the power difference between their newest card that was released, the GeForce, I think Titan Z, I think is the newest one. That has a 768-bit interface and it's 384-bit per core. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, video cards started having more than one GPU core. 12 gigs of GPU memory and 674 gigabyte per second memory bandwidth. If you look at that, that thing is massively better, massively better than what what they released eight years ago. Now, the point of this whole thing is the fact that the average life cycle for a gaming PC is roughly two to three years between when people you know buy it and they start upgrading parts so you know and when they buy parts generally you get them they're about two to four times more powerful than what they were before whenever if you're replacing gpu cpu anything like that all right now when we go talk about the game a little bit this is where consoles hold back pc gaming because when when times comes for i don't know a graphics overhaul of the game, which most MMOs do every few years to keep their game fresh, how much of that is going to be limited because we have PS4, Xbox One hardware? You know, when do they start nerfing encounters? 
because they want to add new scripts for the AI, but the console doesn't have enough processing power to handle it. You know, that's where the game will potentially suck suffer if ZeniMax doesn't make changes per game platform and that's where a lot of our arguments last week were it was the consoles themselves are bad I mean look at gaming news now where how many times have I read BS interviews where they're saying oh well the Xbox and PS4 we're, we're reverting back to 920p and 30 frames per second and this is my favorite because the game looks and runs better I've seen that multiple times where the our Xbox isn't pushing up to 1020 or yeah 1080p or above 30 frames per second on high end games. Yeah, it's it doesn't have the power for it, but you know they're trying to make arguments, and that's that's where it is. So I had to get that out. Face looks like she's writing something frantically for me. Esteldon, what what do you think? Uh, I think that's a very long-winded way of saying, honestly, we're not saying you console guys suck. It's just your equipment does. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean... It, okay, Thais says, is. not me, console gamers suck. <laughs> Send all hate mail to Thais at DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. <laughs> it, it was a very long-winded explanation, but I've spoken to several hardcore console fans, and they're like, oh, they're better than and it's they just didn't do they're better than they were but yeah everyone's going to defend their position on whatever they own and you know consoles sure. are good but like you said there is limitations to them and the concern obviously people have or rather people get insulted where they they think we're saying that they're just crap players it's, it's not the case it's just you are limited by your equipment just like trying to play a sport game or a racing game on the pc as far as i'm concerned is an inferior option than playing it on the console the, mm -hmm. the control just works better for it and usually for MMOs it's, it's the opposite way around um, the exception being ESO possibly because it's not got many skill buttons so I think actually could fare very well on the consoles but you still got the same issue that yeah the actual equipment is limited and so when upgrades happen what do we do right and you know even with PC upgrades people like I said do it every two to three years consoles aren't releasing new consoles that often and they don't up them much in in change. I know that PS3 had some revisions, but most of the revisions that were done were like uh, like greater hard drive space as a as a as a base package and and some other things. But that's regardless. You know, Xbox and PS4 look great now, but they still don't compare to even a medium range gaming rig. Like you just, it's not going to work. I mean, look at the difference of Skyrim on the 360 versus PC and what people can do on the PC with it with uh, high texture packs and stuff that you yeah. couldn't even get. Um, Bethesda released a, a, a 2K texture pack that I don't believe was available on the Xbox because it couldn't handle it. So that's where we're that's where we're making those arguments. I had to say that because I did get a couple messages from people and I'm like, all right, I'll address them. But this is, you know, I don't want to offend people. I'm not saying they're bad. But your equipment sucks. I mean, to be fair, luckily with MMOs, they've kind of got the experience of being able to make a wide range of computers being able to play it, which would include consoles. I mean, you can actually play this, believe it or not, on Intel's mm -hmm. own own basic graphics card. True, the graphics are awful, but you can actually get like 30 frames a second running it. So <laughs> even when they upgrade your graphics, Xbox One and stuff will be well ahead of that standard. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, I have done that before. I've, I've loaded it to uh, like a work laptop or something and it ran. It looked like 
garbage, but it ran. It's like playing Daggerfall. Yeah, right? That's pretty much what it was. Um, but, you know, that's something that is a good a, a good thought. Like, even if they start doing graphics updates and stuff like that, will that just be a PC-only option? You know what I mean? Like, will that be something yeah. they'll release going, yeah, the, you know, Xbox maximum settings are not PC maximum settings. And that's I mean, I'm only... sure there's some tinkering they can do even on the Xbox. So I'm sure they haven't pushed it to its edge. They rarely ever do. But um, So there'll be some space for that to improve as well. But you're right, I think the majority would have to be on the PC side. But even then, even if they upgrade the PC, it'll still be designed for crappy machines to run it anyway. So I assume yeah. they just do it to the game worldwide. It's just Xbox One and people with lower spec machines won't notice a difference. They'll just play as normal. All right, well, that was a very long-winded introduction, but uh, I had to get that off my chest. We're going to move on to game news. There was not a lot of game news. There was not. However, the first thing is Tamriel, uh, Town Crier, issue number five. There's a lot out there, folks. Like, if you're really interested in checking out a few things, um, Elder Scrolls Online Info has a bunch of information on, like, the Crown Store... Um, ESO Fashion has a bunch of different stuff on all the different uh, costumes. There's some really neat stuff out there. Tamara Foundry, of course, they had the Q&A with Paul Sage that we covered last week. A uh, bunch of different videos, etc., etc. So go ahead and check them out. Um, definitely check all of that stuff out. I'm just going to close that. You can find that on the official Elder Scrolls Online page as well. Just wanted to mention that. All right, now the next bit of news, which really is about it of what they had, Ready for War, Orc and Redguard armor. This is this is a fun one. This one I kind of liked, and actually they talked about graphics updates. Did you hear any uh, um, issues with this, Esteldian? There was uh, some, I'm trying to think of the word here, there's a little bit of pushback from some of the community for some of the things that they changed. Yeah, I read some people were quite upset about some of the things that changed. <laughs> it was funny. Particularly le leather flaps, I think, was a big issue on the heavy arm or something. The color wouldn't match properly the dyes. Right, right. Yeah, they did change how all of that worked. I have a bunch of the images up here that I'm looking at. Uh, so for anyone who wants to see these, they are on the official Elder Scrolls Online page. But it it's neat when they highlight them. I'm going to look at one or two of these. Um I know with like the heavy armor for like Red Guard, for instance, they, they they made it look. I think it looks a lot better. Like it looks a lo lot more realistic how they did the uh, the metal platings near near the rib cage. It actually makes it look more like armor and not as much painted on, which is good. Added more straps and things of that nature. But I know I'm trying to find the one in here, the Red Guard medium armor. Again, look, that looks pretty good. Uh, the light armor looks awesome, I think. Albeit, as you said, that's one of the things where they had that leather front strap that is probably wouldn't match with the die that well. But one of the heavy armor has the issue. Oh, heavy armor on, on yeah. Yes, I see that. On um, another, I guess I won't say big, but uh, I, I <laughs> the female orc armor no longer shows uh, boobs. That's right. Traffic. They covered it up. <laughs> um, the original female heavy armor for the orcs, uh, when you looked at it for the female anyway, it had the chest region exposed. Um, 
they actually covered that. I actually heard a lot of complaints about that, that they covered that up. Oh, now I'm going to have to go and watch Fifty Shades of Grey to get my jollies, am I? That's <laughs> terrible, that is. I know, right? But I like how they have it on here. Chest covered for more functional look. Makes sense. Makes absolute sense. Uh, you ever see one of those comics? It's kind of off topic, but not really. They make fun of them all the time. The fantasy armor, where a female character walks into a, a, an armor shop, sees this heavy-looking armor, and goes, I want that. And the guy's like, okay, and holds up on a thing like a, a, a plate male bikini. And she's like, that's not what I ordered. I want that one over there, like the full heavy. A guy walks in, I want that too. And he gives it to the guy, and he dresses up on it. It's like the full heavy she goes, well, I want what he's wearing. Okay, here you go. Chainmail bikini. <laughs> I always liked That's that it. comic. That was always good. But they did change a bunch of stuff. I think it looks really good, and I kind of hope they do some revisions across the board um, for all the armor, specifically with the boots and the gloves. I always notice there's always issues with those. Do you ever notice that the uh, like the kneecaps and like uh, what would cover your elbows always on certain armor seems to be free floating? Kind of looks weird. Uh, yeah, quite often. Yeah, that if maybe it's just me, but that's a big pet peeve of mine, and it drives me nuts. I'll like, be I won't... happy if they just redo all the damn armor so there's never ever toeless boots again. What is that about? <laughs> toeless. Well, those are for Khajiit. because they got. I the don't claws. care who's it for. Just no. Just clip your clip your claws and clip put some claws, boots on. Get <laughs> Whenever you're fighting Khajiit, all you really got to do is just step on their paws. That's it. Then they cry and they run off. It's great. Um, I know they upgraded a bunch of textures on here, uh, specifically with like fur. Like I'm looking at the orc light armor and it had a lot of fur accents on it. And they changed a lot of that. I think it looks really, really good. <laughs> So, but that that's what it is. They do highlight it. I, I just know there was a lot of complaints specifically about the the female orc armor and like you said, the heavy armor, uh, the leather front flap um, for the red guards that people were just were like, they like the older styles, but I guess that's kind of subjective when they do these updates. I yeah. Mean, I, I thought red guard was the most hideous armor of all the sets. You'd never catch me dead wearing that stuff. But. You know, I agree. I... I <laughs> These two that they changed, I'm like, I hated both of them anyway. Yep, so, <laughs> the two worst armors in the game, as far as I was concerned. I never, ever wore them. So Orcs look too fat. But then again, I like the heavy Imperial armor, and Thais hates it. So. Yeah, I don't like the Imperial either. Oh, you don't like the Imperial armor? No, doesn't look good enough. Doesn't. Alright, I like the chest, and I like the shoulders. The, the, the biggest issue that I see is, do you notice that with the Imperial armor, like... It makes your guy have like bird ankles. Like their yes. boots are entirely too small. Then you put on like Nord boots and they're like big boots. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of mix and match. I normally wear like a chest and a uh, and shoulders that are heavy, and then I mix other stuff in because I can't stand the imperial bird ankles and and bird wrists that you get from the the gloves and the boots. Yeah, I use Ultramarama myself. Mm. Ultmarama and then Dunmer for the boots and gloves because Ultmer boots and gloves are awful. Mm. But enough girling about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should, that's what I should name this girling out about fashion. That should be this episode right here. I like it. Now, 
the other thing they did was ESO Live happened on February 13th. I only got to watch about an hour of it. Did you get to see any of it? Uh, to be honest, I rarely watch it. It's Fair got enough. a bit too much fluff in it for my liking. Uh, well, yeah, but. I, the big thing that I wanted to, to, I guess, touch on, I would like to cover it a little better, so I think I'm going to wait and hold it till next week. Um, because they had Eric Robel on it, who is the, I guess, lead, one of the lead uh, combat designers and stuff like that. Um, he was talking about the PTS and some of the stuff that they're finding out with the champion system and uh, <laughs> all the bugs that they're encountering, which is really funny, like the damage shields and like uh, with certain passives and things, you can actually make like damage shields last indefinitely. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on on the PTS right now. Yeah. <laughs> Brawler hitting for like a million damage, which most people don't have more than like 50k health. So 50k, good luck. <laughs> 20k usually is what I'm at. Um, yeah, there, it, there's a lot of stuff on there. So I do encourage people to hop on the PTS. I think what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to hold the ESO live till I can watch it again um, and see if there's anything worth noting. And then I might throw it in next week's show. Because with this week, um, just didn't get a chance to really watch all of it. Well, I promise it's on a Friday, so you know. Usually, I'd listen to this sort of thing during the week when I'm at work. Right, <laughs> you right. To do that for on a Friday night. Well, I was watching it on Friday night. I meant, well, I meant to watch it. I normally watch it the day after because there's actually a uh, there's a YouTube guy, Sean something or another, who records the entire thing and puts it up like that night. Because, yeah, it's always on the ZeniMax channel, but they don't release it for, like, a week and a half. Like, they release it the week after, and I'm like, well, if I want to talk about it on Sunday, I need to watch it. He's great, he always puts it up, and I normally watch it. But, you know, yesterday being, you know, Valentine's Day, and I had to take my little Argonian out. <laughs> she smiled at me. Um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to actually watch all of it. I only got to see the first half, which didn't contain really anything of note. <laughs> um yes we did all right she just was like we saw the best movie it's off topic but uh we went and saw kingsman so she was all happy about that because it's just full of british guys <laughs> all right well i guess that's gonna wrap up our game news section we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the Elder Scrolls discussion. Now, they did release one more bit of news, but this is what we're going to talk about. It is the road of ahead for February. So Matt Fire comes out of his cave. I haven't seen him much in the past, like, four months. He kind of just disappeared off the face of the planet. But he came out of his cave. And he started talking a little bit about the Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, and the console release for June 9th. Um, but there's a couple things he went over. One being the loyalty rewards. Now these are kind of neat. Um, but as a note, the loyalty rewards are ending when Tamriel Unlimited launches in March. So for those who have been subscribing up till then, you'll be able to get all these different items. Now here's a random question. Uh, Steldine, do you think that the loyalty reward items will become available in the Crown Store later? Like uh, the High Rothgar pet 
Uh, yes, in a varied form. It might have a different name, but it's essentially going to be the same thing. Maybe a different skin on it. Sure. But. I- I'm really hoping that they don't, but again, they already have the assets. Um, but yeah, like the Dwemer Sphere and things like that, because every three months, I guess it is, they released one. The first one was the High Hrothgar um, Frost Worm thing. That was pretty neat. Then they did the Dwemer Sphere for six months. Now, this is the thing they're talking about now. For nine months, those who have been subscribed for nine months get the Mask of Cheerful Slaughter, a unique costume that will be given out to all ESO players who subscribe from nine months between April 2014 and March 2015. This is kind of neat, but it kind of reminds me of the Jester outfit, but the mask is slightly different. That's about it. Like, the Jester outfit that's in the store now is identical to this, other than the mask. Did you actually see the the image for this? Yeah, I did. It what looked, do you think of it? It looked quite funky. Um, I see what you mean there. I wouldn't wear it, but... You wouldn't sure wear it? Some... Oh, I would. I love yeah. Sheogorath. He's awesome. Oh, so do I, but... Unless I was wearing it as a bit of a guild outing running around in PvP to combat the wedding dress army <laughs> or whatever, I don't know if I'd bother... I refuse to buy the wedding dress. I'm not doing it. I won't. I know everyone's going to just to be goofy, but that's just something. Like, I really wish they would have race locked or not, or gender locked the dress. I really do. Because now all you're going to see is a bunch of male characters running around in dress just because it's the derp thing to do. Not me. I don't have the shoes to match. And they might come in the crown store at a later time. You don't know. Well, I'll be there. A nice pair of high heels to replace my toeless shoes. <laughs> Are they going to be open toe shoes? High heels? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If they're open toe high heels, not buying them. I'm out. <laughs> um, but yes, those, like... Well, here's... Let's go over to the one other thing that they're releasing. For those who have been subscribed for... 300 days will receive the striped senshi tiger mount now that thing is kind of neat like i i really think it's kind of neat but some of the people have been um complaining about it and i know quite a few people because you have to be an active ESO subscriber when we transition over to Am- or tamriel unlimited that means you have to have your subscription set up for march You've also had to have a paid 300 total days of subscription time. It can be non-consecutive prior to March 16th. But if you go back and look at it, that only gives you 12 days of lapse time that you could have. Like if, if you had an issue where you, I don't know, you let your thing run out, you went on vacation, it ran out, you, you manually do it. Um, you will not get this. I actually know um, one guy, Garbrek, from... Uh, Tamriel Unchained was tweeting out that due to the fact that he didn't get his game because FedEx lost his his copy, so he didn't actually get to activate it right away, um, he actually misses out on this. So, um, albeit, the one thing I do want to make mention of is it's 300 paid time. If you go ahead and, and you're close enough in there and you up your subscription plan to like six months or something like that uh to equal 300 days you'll still get it i believe which is kind of neat 
Um, some people in chat are asking you at the moment, what's the mini-map icon that you have? Oh, uh, yeah, that's just... Oh, I couldn't even tell you which one that is. It's just one of the add-ons I've got. Oh, um, nice. I've got a lot of add-ons. <laughs> a lot of add-ons. Mini-map by Ferrican. Uh, okay, cool. I know some people really like those. What do, what do you think about... Do you think any of these things will be in the crown? Like, I really hope the Senshi Tiger never goes out. Like, that... Because that's the one thing I really liked in Warcraft, for instance. There was one mount that I know of, and especially when they took them away, there's a couple of them. One was the uh, Tiger mount out of uh, Zul'Gurub, that when they converted to a five-man instance, they took the model, but they changed the color of it, and... The, the the original, if you got it prior to the raid converting to a five-man dungeon, you got it. But no one else could ever get it again. Same with, like, the Black War Beetle or whatever it was from uh, Encourage. Those things were unique for the people who were there. I really hope that they keep these things only for the people who subscribed and who were the loyal customers. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, see, I, again, I'd expect different skin versions of this to come out, but I'd expect them to at least keep this one as the authentic, loyal-only one. So, sure. in reality, what will come out is probably the brown-striped Senshi Tiger, and there won't really be any noticeable difference anyway, but they'll, they'll make an effort to not make it the exact same thing. Sure. And that's what I think Forever Gamer 87 in chat goes, other cat mounts are coming. Uh, I have no problem with them using almost this exact model and recoloring it. I don't care. Make 50 of them. Yeah, the Snow Senshi Tiger. But this particular one, when people see it, they should go, "Hey, where'd you get that?" And when I was, a, you know, I was a loyal subscriber from day one. This was my reward. It's not available anymore. So, um, that that's something that I like. I don't mind if they, like, oh, you can never have tiger mounts. No, I just I like these things that are unique. Um like the loyalty reward stuff i really think all of these things should be the same and should not be available to anyone else because we were there first not not that we were there first but we were the people who subscribed and were loyal to the game the beta entire test. time yeah we were the beta testers the entire time it's our thank you gift <laughs> our thank you gift for beta testing um no and i agree with like I don't know. It's just I will get very upset if if these items become available, like these exact items become available in the in the gem store or crown store later. Just because, you know, there's not much of a gift for us really. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. We got it cuz we didn't have to pay for it. But these loyalty program was designed to show that we were loyal to Zenimax and to the Elder Scrolls online. So, I, and I know a bunch of people who left because, oh, we don't like the the veteran ranks. Oh, we don't like this. We don't like this. So they left. They they showed Zenimax that they, you know, with, with their wallet, which is what MMO with subs you can do. But those of us who were loyal and stayed, it should be something we we keep. Uh, I like it. But I, I, I did like the Senshi Tiger. I really did. Um other than the fact that the Senshi Tigers in lore were just Khajiit born under a different moon, so you could be riding some Khajiit's brother or sister. I'm sure plenty do that in the right kind of brothels anyway. So, uh, <laughs> no 
Oh, that's right. That's right. My favorite brothel in Davin's watch. I, I know where it's at. All right. All right. Now he goes on after after the loyalty rewards um, that are going away. Of course, after this 12-month one, there will be no more. So if the people who are ESO Plus subscribers, there will be no more, like, 24-month things. That, that's it. You know, so feel free to drop your subscription at any point in time. Um, he goes on to talk about the philosophy of the crown store and talking about several of the things that are in there, uh, you know, that he wants to have a bunch of different stuff like potions, soul gems, mounts, vanity pets, costumes, etc., etc. Um, the philosophy really is, how did, how did he for it? I'm trying to find it because I lost my place. Sorry, everybody. Um, they will either customize your character either in appearance or, you know, through, like, um, customization of a character or convenience items. Customization could be Vandy pets, different mounts, different armor skins, which I'm going to tell you right now I'm buying the armor pack because I, I hate the look of medium armor. <laughs> oh, no, no. I looked at the... I'll wait some decent armor comes out. I hate Breton armor. So. I do, too, but... The, the helmet's the only good fit. Oh, I, I hate the Breton armor, too. If I could get the... Nor well, I've been running around in the uh, one costume I got from one of the quests that convert your armor to the Nord heavy armor. Just, oh, nice. I can't dye it or anything, but... Well, if yeah. you want... If you have to go medium, I go Dunmer, because it looks pretty heavy-ish. It's a pretty cool-looking... Yeah. set of uh, medium armor. It's the only one I'm willing to wear, in fact. Right. Oh, well, I, I do like it because it kind of has the, the the helm has that little, like, uh, horse hair crest at the top of it. Yeah, it's pretty neat looking. I like the Dunmer armor. Um, but the other thing is convenience items, which they generally would like to make in-game variants of similar items um, that are either drops or player-crafted items, etc., etc. Uh, let's let's first talk about the customization items, uh, such as mounts, costumes, etc. Mini pets. Mini pets. We don't really have to say much about them. There's going to be a bunch of mini pets. I want the kitty. Like I really do. But, by the way, if anyone's watching the stream, I have no idea what I'm doing. Sleevers, just so you know. <laughs> I'm just pulling them randomly trying to get this bridge to open, and I can't remember what the hell I'm doing. Nice. That happens. Good, good stream entertainment. Yeah, all right, just sitting there like beating your head against the wall. Why won't you open? Nice. I like it. It works. Um, mini pets are mini pets. Great. Did you notice the the uh, the cost variant between the horses and the guar? Uh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Did you notice that the for the guar and the horses, they have a bunch of horse mounts, different color, like dapple gray, gray yakudin, etc., etc. And then they have the guar mounts. The guar are thirteen hundred crowns, and the horses are nine hundred crowns. Uh, yeah, that's a smart little marketing move because everyone wants, wants guar because they're all the same now that uh, in update six the riding skill. It's a skill, not per mount, so there's no real special anything about them anymore. It's just a skin. But they intentionally marked the Guar as more expensive because they knew people would buy it. So, I think that's rather funny. Um, 
but yeah, so if you're expecting to buy Guar, they are more expensive. They are 1,300 crowns versus 900 crowns. Um, do you do you agree with that change, Esteldian, or no? Maybe it makes sense to be honest. Hmm. I mean, if you are and trying like, to make money, yeah. So you're gonna make the Guar's gonna be popular. So you're gonna sell that. And as for the training, oops, as for the training with the uh, your character rather than worrying about horses, that makes sense as well. Otherwise, no one's gonna buy another horse once they fit it. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I like to change the riding skill because then I can pick the horse. Because uh, obviously, you know, the amount that I farm in this game, um, I always have the max bag horse, but I don't particularly like the look of the max bag horse. Um, <laughs> getting messages like crazy. Bad, bad hosts. Bad Great. Host. Is, is anyone sending you a message telling me how to play with these levers? <laughs> no, no one is sending me a message on how to play with those levers. You are, <laughs> you are lost, good sir. If anyone in chat knows what he is doing, and oh, can I got it, I got it. The, yeah. Oh, you got it? Alright. <laughs> you should just and, ask in chat. Be like, hey. Incidentally, anyone watching this stream wondering why I'm so crap, I'm going to pretend here that it's nothing to do with me. It's actually just a... Uh, Obviously, your it, controller it, broke, right? It, it's it's actually the um the 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 skills I'm using is basically I'm trying to level up a ah. bunch of different skills. So I'm that's why I've got God knows what nonsense on my actual skill bars. So you do that too? To yep. So I'm trying to level more to level thirty eight. So I've unlocked all the skills. So I'm using some real naff on my bar that just just makes no sense whatsoever. But I've done that for the first forty levels of leveling Destro staff. I had no points in it. And I was doing this in silver content, so I'm just sitting there like heavy attacking. And that's all. I have no passives, no skills. It just, I'm just trying to level it up. That's all I want. <laughs> all right. So yeah, if you're interested in Guar, well, you're going to be throwing out an extra 400 crowns, which, uh, you know, makes me wonder on the price point on how much. These are something else we don't know: is how much are crowns actually going to cost us? We don't know that yet. But it'd be interesting to see the price change between is Guar $10? Is Guar, you know, are horses like 8 Who knows? All right. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit. Costumes are, well, they're costumes. I do have a little bit of a complaint, though. And it's the fact that the costumes that you find in game that are quest-related do not count. You cannot throw them in. They don't have a collections tab. Um, I've been collecting them because I sort of assumed they would have a collection tab. But uh, I know that was asked. I think it was asked during ESO Live. People are like, well, what about these ones that we find for questing? Well, the reason why they're not being added currently is because those particular items have something in their code which is applied to that quest, whether it's making... Obviously, 90% of the time, it's making you, you neutral to aggressive enemies so you can walk around, because normally they're disguises, right? Yeah. Um, so they are not being added, which makes me sad, because that's where my Nord armor was, so it's now it's going to eat another bank space. So, What about the items we got as rewards for veteran levels? For Oh, no, those will be in there, and... Oh, good. Um... In, in reality, if you buy nothing from the crown store, 
What will be in your thing are the ones you got from leveling, the Dark Seducer and the Mana Marco costume, and the one skeletal gem that you get yeah. in Shadowfen. Unfortunately, I already binned all mine, but it's nice to know for a future I, character to keep hold of them. I wonder if they're actually going to just like retroactively give people those back. No. No? No, God, no. They've done many things where they've said, oh, we'll retroactively do that, and they've just proven time and again they can't do anything retroactively, so we'll just leave it, just leave a new character up and save your stuff this time. Right, right. Well, yeah, you could definitely do that, because, I mean, technically speaking, it's all account-bound. You could, well, I don't know, when this goes live, it may not be. Because it may go automatically in the collection tab. I don't know if you'll be able to trade it back and forth, and I don't, are collections actually account-bound? I don't know. I'm not really... Because nothing else is really account-bound in the game. Um, armor is, of course, and things like that. But, like, achievements and stuff are not account-bound, thank God. Um, I like getting achievements again. <laughs> it lets me know when I finish zones. Um, yeah. All right. Now, here's something I talk about. It's a little bit of a slippery slope. And that is the consumable items, which they specifically say convenience. Um, but very down on the line, um, he says, when it comes to the second category, speaking of convenience items, we generally will make in-game variants of similar items available either as drops or as player crafted items as well. When does convenience change to the point where they go, yeah, you don't want to farm, uh, the heavy Yakuta set? Well, here, you can just buy it. You know, from trials and stuff. Hopefully that will never happen. But they leave that, that last line they said there is very open-ended. They've already started with soul gems, which we talked about in the last episode, and potions, which, you know, I actually thought these potions would literally just be the health potions, like you drink it, gives health. But it actually is not the best, but it's it, it combines and does all the, the... If it's health, it gives you, like, defensive stats as well, like what most people would mix as a defensive health potion. Um, do you see the current market as being okay, or do you have fear that they're going to add things of, over time that uh, may push that line into buy to win? It's okay at the moment, um, but it is a very fine line they're running, and eventually, they, I don't. They'd never, hopefully, they'd never actually sell like the, the raid gear of the current season mm -hmm. so i would expect to see the yakita stuff suddenly appearing come the day where finally there's some more raids and there's another higher tier of stuff to get then suddenly you'll see some of the old stuff starting to sneak into the shop mm -hmm. say hey buy this but then again is it gonna be worth it because you can probably make well, whatever season of gear we're on there's probably some crafted gear that would be superior to old raid gear anyway mm -hmm. so I guess it wouldn't be too bad, but yeah, it's going to be sneaky. It'll turn up somewhere. You just got to hope that it comes in late enough that's not anyone being able to bypass a load of content. Because usually when new raids come out and new scenes, you, don't, you often don't actually have to farm the old raids anyway because there's usually dungeon gear or something in between which is superior to what used to be great raid gear. So it wouldn't necessarily make a difference. Mm -hmm. but. Right, right. Okay, all right. Well, um, let's see here. Now, okay, all right. 
Um, so he goes on to say, I know there's some concern and discussion around what types of items you'll see in the crown store in the future, which we just talked about. And I want to stress that our philosophy of convenience and customization will always be used to make the determination of what goes into the store and what doesn't. As such, I can tell you that we'll almost certainly have experience boost potions in the store at some point. As this kind of shortcut, spending less time to gain experience, is classified as a convenience. We're still discussing what convenience items we'll also make available to purchase in-game with gold. Nothing to find yet, though. I have an issue with that, um, because the best way to gain... Now, here's something that will make the difference. These experience boost potions are they only for the one to 50 or one to vr 14 or do they count for champion experience as well oh everything gotta be everything do you not feel that if it counts for champion experience that's kind of by the win that's well that's where you get the dividing factor you get some who say it's by the win some who argue it's not it's it's the the line where you'll get you'll split the population in half about deciding whether it's acceptable or not um, probably depending on if you're the guy willing to buy the experience potions, you're probably going to say, no, it's not buy to win. Those right. who aren't willing to buy it will probably tell you it is. But, um, uh, the smart way to do it would be to have it just do leveling and veterans. That's sure. what I would call convenience, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the reality is experience potions are the gift that keep on giving for a business. So oh, yeah. I, is, I don't see them restricting it. Say I'm Bill Gates here and I have an unlimited amount of money that I could just toss at this game. I could keep a constant supply of experience potions and I would have a definitive advantage against other players by grinding out um grinding out you know the the experience I need for champion points because that's like a never ending thing right uh, you just keep gaining them up until you max out the thing but by just throwing money at the game if you had that if money was no object to you that is obviously pay to win it's very reminiscent of all those korean mmo kind of things where it's like hey buy this potion here you'll level up faster your gear won't break as quick or you'll have a slight stat advantage because you'll be able to level higher than anyone else could do in a reasonable amount of time that I find that as a problem, especially if it's champion experience. Not Normal experience, fine. I don't care. Most people just want to rush through the 1 to VR 14 as quickly as they can. But once you start getting into it affecting the alternate advancement as well, that's a problem. And I don't like it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, i got to confess, I actually am not that bothered by it. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Sadly, well, the reality is an MMO is not a communist community. So you're going to have different people of different levels. So you're right. Potions, you can buy it. You're going to get your advantage. On the other hand, if player A gets to play 16, 16 hours a day and player B only gets to play two hours a day, well, player A is going to grind, grind, grind and have loads of champion points more than the guy who only plays two hours a day anyway. So there's, there's a disparity there. So if one guy's got his thousand, the other guy's got 100 to his name. Right. Um, but to so me... That's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I, I feel but, like if you're putting the time in, that's fine. Cause I, yeah, but it's just time. It's, it's, it's different where, so, you know, if you're running through dungeons stuff, getting gear or whatever, or doing raids, you know, you're putting in the effort and actually using skill. The fact that someone has 16 hours a day to spend, just sitting there grinding the favorite spot, like Spell Scar is right now, just going, oh, yeah, look at me, I got 1,000. So those who have time, it's the same thing. Those who have and those who have not. People who don't have time don't get the champ points. Those who do have time do. Those who don't have money don't get the champ points. Those who have money probably will um 
So, you know, any way you look at it, it's it's an issue. The, the argument you've got is, at the moment, if someone plays 16 hours, someone plays two, the 16 hour guy's going to get loads, and then he's going to be miles ahead. So the other guy doesn't play much, he drinks potions so that he can at least vaguely keep up. You're still going to have player C who doesn't spend much time in the game or spend any money on it, and he's going to be right at the bottom of the pile. But in theory, you're going to have more people in each bunch because of these potions going around. So rather than just being one pile of people on one extreme end, and then everyone else at the bottom because they don't spend much time playing. So in PvP, you've got a group of 10 people, all with their 3,000 bloody champion points, and then a group of 60 people running around with their 20 champ points getting destroyed by them. Well, at least if some people bring some potions, at least they might have 50, 100, 150 points, which starts to close the gap on those who've got thousands ahead of them. I know it's also true that whoever plays 16 hours is also then going to go buy these potions as well and really rinse through it. But <laughs> it's a never-ending problem. With or without the potions, you've got this disparity that's going to be created. The only difference is now is money's involved, that people can spend. So for the business, they get to make more money out of it. For everyone else, it's, right. it, in a way, it's the same, the same issue for a different reason. Okay. It makes yeah. There's always going to be disparity. It just I guess the one one saving grace is ESO doesn't have any real competitive gameplay where it comes down to person to person. No, even the PvP isn't designed that way. No, PvP is doesn't matter if the person's fifteen percent stronger. You just bring more people. But then that's why the expense potions are probably quite a good thing because actually, if you have three thousand champ points, you are it's already been tested. You are way better than anyone with zero points. But if you've got about four hundred points, actually, the difference isn't that big. So if those hardcore guys have grounded for 3,000, those who haven't paid as much have drunk potions to get to about 300, 400 points. On the battlefield, it doesn't matter that one team's got 10 guys with 3,000 points and the other team's got 10 guys with 400. It's actually close enough that it won't make a huge difference. Sure. So arguably, the potions might make PvP a bit less one-sided, depending on how it goes. <laughs> okay. And now I have a Khajiit trying to walk over my desk again. Stay back there. Stay back there. Yes. No. Now he's not even listening to me anymore. All right. Just come sit on my lap then. Just be done with it. All right. He goes on to talk about ESO Plus. Being a Plus member is obviously the easiest way to take advantage of the Crown Store. And these are his words. Because you'll get very, you'll get bonuses to many in-game leveling systems. You'll gain ex more experience points, more inspiration from crafting, etc., etc. I know one of the things is less research time. Well, why didn't they give that to me when I actually was still researching things? 1,500 crowns to spend on the crown store each month. Again, we don't really know what the cost of crowns are, so that could be a bargain or it could be a slap in the face. We don't know. Well, it's enough to buy a mount every month. That's better than most games usually give you. You know, that is very true. That is enough to bar buy a guar and have 200 to save for the next time. There you go. Um, and access to all DLC packs for the duration of the membership. Now, he did mention for the duration of the membership. So... Remember, guys, if you are ESO Plus subscribers, like I'm going to be, um, if you at all drop your subscription, you are going to lose access to any DLC that they release. Um, as of, you'll have everything up to 1.6. That includes all the base game, Craglorn, all of that stuff, and all the systems up until then. But you will not, if they release anything else, like Rothgar, which is going to be their next one, you will lose that even if you were in that zone. You won't lose the gear, you will just lose access. So you'll probably get ported out to like a main city or something if you happen to log out in the in Rothgar. And when you go to try to zone in, it goes, nope, you gotta buy it. 
<laughs> um, all right. So we talked about that last week, how we thought DLC. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like we said, depending on what it costs, if 1,500 crowns gets you close or whatever it is, say it's 30 bucks, um, I would expect that my my crown store of two month subscription would get me close maybe not all the way but close to being able to buy it i'd be happy you know what i mean say you get three thousand for two months and they require four thousand to buy it i would actually be okay with that because i you know if i didn't spend my crowns then okay well you know it, it is what it is yeah um, I, ideally, they'd give it to you as loyalty rewards after like six months to give you the oldest DLC. But Yeah, I, I'm still kind of hoping that at a certain point, the DLC becomes standard. Like you said, you know, after you've been sub for six months, you get the, you know, six month old DLC just added to your account just because you've been subbing for six months. That was released six months ago. It is now just permanently part of your account. Yeah. Alright, he talks about console release dates, and he gave it being June 9th, and obviously, we had a lot of frequently asked questions going, what took you so long to give the announce date? Well, he goes on to say that they wanted to make the game feel less like a port, and that it was actually designed for it, and they actually show a nice screenshot of the controller config option, which I might end up using anyway for because i actually have a controller that i could play eso on from my pc i just use a x pattern to map it and i kind of like their mapping better so, <laughs> so i might just use it after all that disc of the console players you're not going to get controller out and play on your pc <laughs> i still like my mouse and keyboard i bought it because like when i felt like just run around i just kick back and do it but i've used it all of like five times i've used my Thais uses hers a lot. She likes laying back in her chair. I, I'm, I'm a mouse and keyboard fan the entire way. But originally, we didn't have any of these, any of these things, like this map. So we had to kind of figure it out. We got the X pattern. Went okay. Well, how do we want to map all these things? And as I'm looking at theirs, I just kind of like their option better. <laughs> so I'm like, I just map it the way they do it. So there we go. And he talks about console transfers. We haven't forgotten those of you who've been waiting to transfer your PC or Mac characters to Xbox One or PS4. If you bought the PC or Mac edition of ESO and activate it before June 30th of 2014, you are eligible uh, to get the Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited with an account copy, and that's $20. When this option becomes available on our website, you'll get an email from us with details. You'll be able to set up uh, set this up well before June 9th. When the transfer happens, all your characters will be copied to the destination of your choice, and they'll bring all their equipment, inventory, and everything in their bank. Please note, like, this is something that uh, some people are like, well, you know, I want to transfer. Am I going to lose? You actually have both accounts. You'll have the PC and the, uh, you know, console account. Um, but. DLC is still per platform. So if you buy Rothgar on console and you decide, hey, I'm going to play on my PC, you won't have it. You'll have to buy it twice. So that happened. Did you? Uh, were you surprised that they're just doing a copy? Uh, no, I'd heard about it previously at some point. Uh, so okay. I hadn't really paid much attention to it. I didn't really care what they want to do with it. 
uh, <laughs> transfer it, copy it at the end of there. So it's copying it makes sense. Now they can try and convince someone to have an ESO Plus sub on both consoles. Or All both right. console and PC. So why not? Get it on both, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, that was about it for the road ahead for February. Um, final thoughts on the road ahead article? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I, I, I'll go first. I'll go first just because. Um, I The road ahead article was always something I always look forward to. And I guess, you know, in, in their defense, this is a big change of what they're doing. But all the stuff he talked about in the road ahead, we already knew about. The road ahead articles in the past were kind of like where he would give us, hey, guess what's coming out? But the fact that they even said there's not going to be any new content till after console releases, I don't know if they have a real firm idea of what they're doing next, because they kind of bought themselves at this point mm, four or five months to figure that out. So the road ahead was just kind of like Matt saying, yeah, this is what we're doing that we already knew already. So I wasn't impressed. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I was going to say Matt could have saved himself some effort. I probably could have written that road ahead for him. I don't know if there's anything in there except for the nine-month little costume reward. Everything else already knew. Even down to the Sensei Tiger, I think everyone knew it was going to be a tiger. I think that actually, I believe that was even released on one of their ESO lives. I may be wrong on that, but I, I, I feel like that we've seen that before. Like that was something else that was shown to us somewhere else. Because, like you said, the entire thing, none of it was new to me. When I read it all, I'm like, yeah, knew that, knew that, knew that. I mean, to be fair, I guess the road has kind of gone downhill or maybe become obsolete ever since ESO live started anyway, because we kind of get all the info coming even before. Because even the last roadhead was pretty lame as well. It didn't really tell us anything surprising. Uh, it obviously doesn't help with the console release, etc. So there is nothing new coming out. So there is no road ahead. It's a dead end at the moment. But mm-hmm. I, I think ESO Live tends to take away a lot of the excitement from the roadhead. It'd be hard to have something extra to throw in there. Right. You, you know, you did make a very valid point. I didn't even think about that. With ESO Live, yeah, they do often, I guess, spoil a lot of the stuff that he was keeping before. But be honest, I, I I like ESO Live most of the time. The stuff yeah, they like, show like in there, the of it. yeah, it, it's fine. But. Yeah, as long as they keep communicating with the people, that that's great. I like it, but most of the time ESO Live, I, I like because it shows off. I even feel like ESO Live now just kind of shows off community <laughs> stuff, like what the community's doing, which is great. I mean that that's awesome. At least they're they're doing that, but there's fewer and fewer it feels like exclusives that happen there if that that's makes sense that's because they're not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> essentially it's they're not doing years. anything for the next six that's months there, yeah they got nothing to yeah no, maybe yeah i agree um just random off topic but still not really eso live the video of the clockwork city I'm excited about that, just so you know. Because Morrowind was like my first game. And Clockwork City always interested me. So maybe we'll actually get to see Sotha Sil. I'm hoping. I hope. I hope. Albeit he's always been described as being the the one of the tribunal that was the most, I don't know, enigmatic. Like he just he was never around. He's just there. I like him. 
but I hope we get to see him. And I'm kind of curious to see, like, the reason why I say this is because Amalexia was really just a Dunmer model where they did some fancy shading. If you've ever looked at Sothasil in in Morrowind, he looks nothing like a normal Dunmer because he's like modified his body with like all these Dwemer contraptions. Like he's almost like a Terminator kind of half machine kind of guy. I'm curious if they'll actually show him because that would require them to build a model for him or if they'll do something weird. I, I don't know. What do, what do you think on that? I just wanted to ask. Yeah. Uh, they, they might do a model. They'll do a model. Yeah. Cause then they can, sell it on the crown store or something else at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, why um, not? I, I, I got I to pull this up so I can show it to chat. Um, I, I don't know who or how they would sell this uh, view image. If they oh. can find a way, they will. If they don't, then don't expect to see a model of this in-game. See, this is... I'm going to show this in chat. So chat, I'm linking it to you guys... This is a picture of Sothasil after he was murdered. Quote-unquote, spoiler, um, if you haven't played Marwyn. But if you look at him, he looks nothing. He, he literally looks like a head that's Dunmer. Everything else, he's been genetically modifying himself. He's like part machine. I don't see how. This model would be very unique for the game. And how most MMOs are, they really just kind of take models and they, they save them all over. Um, <laughs> Forever Gamer, that's freaky. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, Sothasil was really weird as a, as a person. He was the intellectual. He was always trying to improve. And by improving, he was improving himself. So he made himself almost like a machine. I don't know. That would be a lot of modeling work for them to do. And I feel like they just wouldn't do it. Like it would just be too much work. Um, oh, that's a that's a gorgeous model too. Actually, I'm liking this one as well because it is really an interesting one. So this was a fan drawn one, but again, it still shows him as being less humanoid because he did all those modifications. But anyway, I don't know. I think it's almost too much work that they would do. I think they would just kind of make it. Story-wise, like, yeah, so still behind that door. Oh, you can't go in, though. I'm not ready for that yet. It's kind of like how they blocked off the, the Palace of Kings in uh, Windhelm. Like, uh, no, construction, not done yet. You can't go in. So they blocked all of that off, uh, you know. Anyway. Well, well, I guess the question would be when, when he actually started going through all his transformations, wouldn't it? This is true. This is true. They, they could blag it because this is the earlier version. This is prior to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that eight hundred years. Normal. Yeah, yeah, they could. They, I would be very disappointed in that though. Like I was even disappointed in Amalexia's look, even though yeah, Marwyn was very old game when you look at it. But I felt like they just copped out for her with what they did. Like. I was really expecting a unique model for her, but they didn't. And it just kind of upset me. So for Sothasil, you know, that's one of those that he's more unique. And that's the same with Lord Vivek. 
Vivek is half Altmer colored and half Dunmer. He's like literally straight down the line. So I don't I don't know how they if they would do a recoloring for him or not, but I would hope they would. All right, off topic again, but it's still interesting to think about. All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is the Tales section. That's right, where we get to talk about what we did in-game this week. So, Seldian, how about you, good sir? What have you done this week? Uh, well, I haven't touched the PTS server, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Scared of getting killed by a million damage brawler attack? Yeah, it's a bit freaky out there, and they have got rid of my EU character. So, I'll oh. have to wait till they put him back on again. And then right. maybe do that. So, I've actually done... The usual, the dungeon dailies with a few guildies, so that's been a bit of a laugh. We actually did City of Ash for the first time, the veteran version. Oh yeah, uh, how was that? That was pretty brutal. That was a <laughs> nasty place. Uh, our first effort in there didn't go that well. It didn't help, I think our, our healer was fairly drunk. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't help at all for that one. Uh, but yeah, we powered through in the end on our second attempt round, I think. Um, so yeah, that no, was a good dungeon. Very good. We liked that. It was a nice challenge. The, it wasn't a case of everyone just stack up here and DPS really fast. Although I think you can do that in many places. We just didn't. <laughs> so you possibly just weren't doing it right. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. We were doing it the wrong way. Right. Or rather we were doing the right way or the way it's supposed to be done rather than just out DPSing the mechanics. Whichever way. <laughs> Looks like you have a Gildian chat going, your healer was hammered. Yeah, that would be Bree, probably. Or Emmy. Bree Wolf? Yeah, Bree Wolf. He's, uh, he's actually our raid leader. Nice, and nice. He was, he was there with us. Ah, nothing like a drunk healer, I'm telling you what. I remember drunk raid days in, in Warcraft. Those were, those were fun. Well, we have another healer who usually gets drunk, and he plays better, so we encourage it, to be honest. Oh, okay. You actually play better when you're drunk. You drink. You, not so much. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we did that. Um, other than that, we're obviously sorting out our, our guild forums now that we're getting them up and running. Nice. And that apparently was rather amusing because my wife was trying to work out the engine, uh, messing around with the admin and putting various threads and posts and building up each page. And then one minute something's there then it's gone then it's back again and then suddenly it vanished entirely which set her into a panic and she was actually sending a text to Bree Wolf and saying oh my god I think I've deleted everything I don't know what's happened and he's he's wetting himself and he replies like I know I've just been sitting here for the last hour literally just at my computer watching as things come and go that was his entertainment for an hour just watching oh my an absolute mess of the forums going in and out so but they got there in the end all that reminds me of is the Ed Eddie Izzard um love of technology skit with oh, the technophobe technophobia i've deleted <laughs> the file i've deleted all the files i've deleted the internet i don't even have a modem <laughs> <laughs> between that and his printer print <laughs> and the printer oh is there uh, paper in it oh no <laughs> oh i just uh, wiped I am uh -oh. so happy you knew what the technophobe was. That that's oh, I love Eddie so Zid. much better. Oh, I think we'll leave that boss. He just kicked my ass. <laughs> well, that just made my day. All right. Well, um, did anything else for this week? Um, no, not really. Actually, it's been fairly quite weak. Other than uh, I'd say City of Ash, pretty much without anything, and the Dungeon Dells, but they're just dailies. So right. Uh, 
Rusty Marionette in chat. Hello. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. Are you guys going to Xbox One? Uh, we're not. <laughs> uh, we are PC players um, through and through. Um, I know quite a few other people who are doing uh, consoles, though, as well. They're doing multiple accounts. I don't even... I will say this as well. I don't even own a PS4 or an Xbox One because I don't console game. So I don't see putting the money out there. Um, the only reason why I even bought the PS3 was for... What did I buy a PS3 for? It was like Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. I literally bought the console just because there was a Final Fantasy game coming out that I wanted. That's it. And now I use it for Netflix. So, um, But yeah. If I were going console, Rusty, I would go PS4. I, I hate Xbox, but that's me personally. Yeah, if you're going to um, dirty yourself with Microsoft, you may as well do it with a PC. Otherwise, right. just can't go PlayStation. I, I, can myself, only, I can only defile myself so much, and since I already have a PC, Microsoft has already done that for me, so I'll, I'll give Sony a shot. Yeah? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just... I, Generally, this is outside of this, but I generally like PS4 games better. Or, yeah, PlayStation games better than Xbox games. I know it's off topic, but I just do. Like, the people who write for them, I just like them better. I don't know. You can, you can say what you want about me. That's my, my opinion. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. What did all I do this week? In real life, I was a Nord. I started brewing mead. That was fun. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted uh, some. I did get some in-game play time too, but I, I had to mention my my real-life Nord time where I was brewing my homemade meat. So in six months, I will see how that turns out. Um, and actually, uh, I talked a few people into work into doing it. So we went over to a local farmers market that's actually right across the uh, right across the street from me, which is kind of neat. And there's uh, someone there who owns an apiary, and they sell all their own honey, which is really neat. So that's where I'm going to be picking up my honey from now on for when I want to do more batches. Um, In-game, though, things did feel pretty good, and we did get to play for a little bit. <laughs> I demand samples. Oh, my. I demand samples. Nice. Nice. I, I feel like I'm going to have to do that for a lot of the ESO community. If it turns out well, I'm going to have to be bottling up my mead and sending it all over the place. Um, go away, kitty. Um, but we did get to play a little bit, and we actually picked up with our questing in... Um, where was it? Uh, Alakir Desert? Yes. Um, and we actually were in Bergama, the one town on the south. It was, it was, it was a neat quest as I'm trying to get my cat off my desk again. Sit right there. Just sit right there. Do not move. You just always want to be in the show, don't you? Yes, you do. Oh, this cat. Um, but it was it was a really neat quest because you have to find out about all these missing people in the city. And uh, as you're going through, like, you're, you're working for whatever the, the justice is, which is their version of a, of a police officer. And there's all this infighting between these two factions, the forebears and the crowns. The crowns, of course, are, are traditionalists. They follow the old Yukian gods. Um, and the forebears are, I guess, the more progressive group. They follow the imperial uh, pantheon. 
Um, so they kind of have a little bit of mistrust, and as you're going through the quest, it turns out like the um, the magistrate is a crown, and the other guy, and the guy you're working for is a forebear. So he gets thrown in prison. Um, you have to go find out what's going on. And it's really weird. It turns out that the Withered Hand, which is a group of necromancers, and because Red Guards so revere the dead, like it's it's an anathema for them to actually kill a zombie because that was a like an ancestor to somebody. Um, that they won't do it, and it's just a really dark area for them. That it's actually the one, the magistrate herself is the one who. <laughs> is the bad guy in all of this she was contacted by the withered hand they're like either you provide us with so many corpses or we'll just kill all of you so she was actually rounding up all the thieves the beggars and everything and was taking them down in her basement and just murdering them and leaving the corpses there for the necromancers it was really creepy quest like it was really creepy but I, yeah it's one thing i love about elder scrolls is the fact it is creepy i like it um, so that's what we did together. Um, I ran a, a daily normal pledge with some guildies, and we did Spindle Clutch. And, oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, and it's the normal Spindle Clutch, so you probably didn't hear Faye's wretch, but she just did because it's full of spiders. Nothing really super great went on. Um, it, it went pretty smooth, no real issues, but... Uh, yeah, we ranked it up to, I think, VR2 and just went through it. I, it's been a while since I've actually done a dungeon because most, most of the stuff I've been doing has been grinding, just going out there and not even, like, XP grinding, literally just farming and earning money. Um, and that's pretty much all I did. So, trying to get my... I'm so close. I'm, like, 30,000 gold away from being able to... I think this is the last bank expansion, I think. So, if I can, if I can get it, then yay. Because then I can max out my bank, which is like 240 slots or something like that, and then I can start saving money again. So. Oh, you have too much money, man. It gets a little expensive. As of right now, I think I've spent almost, or maybe a little over, half a million gold. No, I started giving up when it started costing about 60,000 for the next slot or something. Yeah, it goes up 5k at a time. <laughs> I'm up to 85,000. So, yeah. I've been doing a lot of farming. I made a lot of money off the Dwemer stuff, but now the Dwemer motifs are really going down in price to the point where it's almost not worth it. So I think I need to start finding a, a new thing to farm. Um, Dwemer motifs were just so nice because as soon as you got one, you're like, dang, that's instant money. Um, but what I really need to do is max out my character at VR14 and start running trials to get like footman's gear and stuff like that. Because if you can get those armor pieces, they sell for a lot. That's what I need to get. At least as of right now, uh, may change. Alright, so I guess that's the end of our tales section. And since Thais isn't here this week, we're going to skip our dramatic reading, uh, which would have been the Wabajack. Wabajack. But don't worry, that'll come back next week. Wabajack. No, no, you sound way too sick. Alright, uh, now it's time to talk about the guild corner. So, spell that. Good, sir. Your guild. Let's hear uh, it. Yeah, uh, again, Crucio Sanctorum is the guild I'm running. We're sort of putting it together again in the hopes of starting up some raiding. Nothing extremely hardcore. We're not going to be running the eight minute speedruns or anything, but <laughs> we're hoping to get a 
decent crew together so we can start regularly raiding like twice a week. Um, starting with AA and Hal Ra, of course. Mm -hmm. We've got experienced raid leaders and a few experienced players in doing those two raids anyway, so it won't be too painful an experience if you're a veteran and you're, you've never done the raids and you're hoping to actually get in your foot in the scene. We could be the perfect place for you on the EU server if you're a Daggerfall Covenant faction. So, uh, you know, we don't just take veteran ranks, obviously, we're open to everyone, but given that we're specifically trying to get ourselves built up and ready for raiding, that would be our main focus. So, if anyone's curious, give us a try. Uh, you can get me in game at Asteldian, or you can visit our website, which will be on the Dungeon Crawler Network site in the About Us section once I've uh, got that updated. Alright, great. Excellent. I really wish I played on the EU side just for the fact that then I could run with you guys. Yeah, you'd be able to raid even at your veteran level. Oh, really? I'm on VR8. Yeah, we've taken one then. What? Yeah, not with this guild, but others. Yeah, you can get VR1 in there. <sighs> it's fine. Oh. Stop saying you've got to get 1500 DPS and you need to be VR14. Nonsense. My guy actually currently already hits a, at VR8 about 1.1k. Mm, so... And my gear's not all that great, so I could I could probably be fairly decent for for those. I, I really want to do vet DSA, not vet DSA, normal DSA. I would love just because I think you can go that pretty much VR one, but I'd like to do that at some point. I just got to get some people together to do it. So, um, talking about the uh, the trading guild, Wings of Fate, which is for Dungeon Crawler Network. Um, we normally do a guild raffle at this point, but the guild raffle is not above 50k yet this week. So if you're interested in actually, you know, contributing to that because it helps us, you know, buy those guild traders, uh, it's either donate a thousand gold per ticket you wish to the guild bank, or send it to myself and I'll confirm tickets. Doesn't really matter. Um, and I have it all on a spreadsheet, like a uh, Google spreadsheet that you can all go out to. It's on, uh, it's on our guild page. So you can see where, how many tickets you bought for that week, et cetera, et cetera. I am also looking for a recruitment officer to help me out with trying to get more people in there. So if anyone is interested in doing that, please send me a message. Um, obviously, it's you know just going out, guild spamming from time to time, and you know trying to get some people interested and in, in, into the trading guild so we can get more people in there, more. Uh, more items in the store and uh, more people doing the raffle so we can get more guild traders. All right, moving on. We had no emails, iTunes reviews, or anything of that nature, and that saddens me. It does. So if you want a shout out on any of this, please go out to iTunes and rate us. You know, if you give us five stars, we don't write anything. Thank you, but I can't say anything about it because I don't really know who it was so i do appreciate those five stars don't get me wrong if you don't want to write anything that's fine but if you do then i can shout it out so there you go or send emails to the show if you have questions we have had a few in the past but we haven't now so all right it's time for final thoughts stellian good sir final uh, thoughts for the show ah uh, a good show obviously we started late um Thanks for having me on. I was a bit of a late turn up. Plans changed, but uh, I was available. So thanks for having me here. It's been a lot of fun as usual. And I do look forward to seeing what turns up in the crown store in the future. I want a mini 
uh, Steldian doll just to follow me around. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Yeah, my wife has one of them. <laughs> Her, hers is a voodoo doll, though. She I was going to say, no, no, it's a voodoo. My bad. <laughs> Whenever she starts beating it against the wall, I go, man, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, now Thais is looking at me. She has one of those, too. The, uh, the Darn It doll. Yeah, I do. Darn it doll. Yeah. When we got married, someone got her a darn it doll, which is apparently just a little stuffed doll that on the on the chest it says something along the lines of, um, you know, whenever you're angry, take out your aggressions on this rather than your spouse. So when she's mad at me, she just takes it and starts whipping it against the wall. Just, just beat, starts beating me with the doll. I'm like, I don't think this is its intended purpose. But, yeah. All right. Um... I guess my time for thoughts. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, streaming it because I was not able to get down to work. So that's nice that we had a nice little uh, chat room going. So thank you, chat room, for showing up as well. Um, not a lot of guild no- or game news this week, obviously. And I, I have a feeling that a lot of the game news is going to slow down exponentially in the coming months. Only because... They don't have anything. <laughs> These are just getting ready for console release and all of that. So a lot of our shows going forward will probably be a lot more gameplay, uh, some more discussion topics, because if if we don't have any news, I'll come up with a random topic and we'll just play with it. You know, It may not be completely relevant to what's happening, but maybe it'll just be a rant. Would we like to see X feature in the game and how would they implement it? So be prepared for a lot more of the theory crafting idea brainstorming kind of podcast here coming up in the next few months um obviously road ahead matt fire save some stuff for your road ahead and maybe make it happen more often that'd be great awesome um again if you're interested in following us or anything of that nature stay tuned for the end of the episode for the outro where we talk about all the stuff because i'm not going to do it here anymore i'm i pre-recorded it's just easier so thank you everyone for listening and thank you to my co-host for being with me this evening and everyone have a great night you just listened to another episode of tales of tamriel a dungeon crawler network production If you want to get involved, please be sure to check out our website at www.dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Please be sure to follow us on our social media and YouTube channels. We can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, on Twitter at dungeoncrawlnet, and at Tales of Tamriel, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.